This actually will be my only podcast for this year. I won't go to any other media appearances. When you finished with our program, how much did you make in total? Millions of euros, something around that. Last time we wrote on WhatsApp, you're like, I exited the company. How much did you make there? I cannot tell the figure, but I can retire probably. It sounds really weird. I can almost read someone's mind if I want to. I have some really big plan as well. You tell me one word of your plan, I'll tell you one word of mine. The following is a conversation with Christian Daskalu, and we will be talking about how he generated multiple millions of euros in the Romanian market as a coach selling to Romanian, how he quit this company and how he's now on this epic philosophical journey to find himself and find his next amazing project. We'll also talk about living in Monaco and the philosophy of life as a perpetual learner. This is quite the philosophical episode here today, so I'm very excited for you. Let's crack right into it. Christian Dascalu. That's me. When you finished with our program, how much did you make in total at the end of it? Well, um, uh, millions of euros, something around that. I'm not sure exactly the, the figure, but I will give like the, the ballpark like this. Yeah. Damn. That, yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty sick. I didn't expect that at the beginning. I like, didn't expect uh, that of either. Our journey. Okay, yeah. Here's the crazy part, because you sold together with your business partner yeah. in Romania to Romanians. Exactly, yeah. And Which, you made millions of euros with that. Yeah. Which was crazy because now I, I'm meeting lots of entrepreneurs in Romania and I see them playing like small games uh, <laughs> in the business and I'm like, hey, what's happening? I mean, how, how do people do not see that, you know? And uh, thanks to, to you as well and uh, because we were exposed to the international uh, mm. market and uh, understanding what's happening in there and mm. how to price things and all that, we were able to, to create a great product uh, and market it in a great way. Uh, for the people in Romania, um, and uh, we proved that it is possible in that market as well. No yep. excuses. Yeah. Uh, no, no freaking excuses. And I remember, like, you changed so many people's lives. I remember, like, some of your clients bought a Porsche or something. Was it Porsche? I can't remember. Uh, I think so. I'm not sure exactly what kind of uh, model, but yeah, lots of messages like people just, uh, you know, changing houses, buying cars, <laughs> uh, living like nomad lifestyle, sending us photos from all over the world. Uh, that was epic that was epic uh like for from the for, from the fulfillment point of view right Hell i mean yeah yeah money is good as well right? <laughs> what's what's the coolest thing you bought with the money oh uh i mean there were some uh you know luxury things uh lots of experiences and mentors and access to people mm -hmm. i mean i i i would say this is like the coolest thing for me because i'm very hyped into personal development thing mm -hmm. uh and getting access to people like that was the most life-changing thing apart from that you know i have a rolex here which i remember <laughs> <laughs> i forced you to buy <laughs> Some, something along those lines yeah uh, you it bought was, it in milan right yeah in milano yeah we went we we were celebrating some milestone me with my with Raul, my my business bar partner back then i don't remember the milestone exactly but you know we were just going from rolex shop to another <laughs> just trying to find one that is good so we don't wait like months to to buy it yeah that was in I think 2019 when you could just walk into a Rolex store and just buy one or two, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man, I remember when I first bought my first Rolex, I also bought mine plus one for my mentor that I gave him as a gift. Yeah. And it was 2018. You, we just walked into the Rolex store right here in Vienna and we're like, oh, yeah, this one's nice. Oh, how about this one? It's like literally like you go to like a ice cream store and like, yeah, what about this one? And they're like, yeah just right there and i i put my black amex out it was like 35k and like ka-ching thanks and then i went and bought a macbook for 6k 
So I spent like 40, 50k in one day. Good day, good day. Yeah, it was a good day. And and then oh, and then we went on one of these like uh, um, horse carriages and shot a video on it. <laughs> so yeah. funny. But um, honestly, man, it's been a while. And uh, last time we wrote on WhatsApp, you're like, hey, I exited the company. Yeah. And I was like, let's hop on a podcast. Don't even tell me. Like, let's sit on the podcast. So you exited the company. How That's much did correct. you make there if you're allowed to talk about uh, I cannot tell the figure, okay. uh, uh, but it's good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> and you, good. you told me you're not doing anything anymore. So are uh, you retired or what's the deal? Uh, um, I'm not retired. I mean, I can retire probably for, <laughs> but I mean, for a couple of years at least, like not doing or maybe even more uh, for a couple of lives. <laughs> I'm kidding. A uh, couple, couple life cycles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm good. So right now, yeah, I, I just took a break, like a couple of sabbatical months, if you mm. want to describe them like this like where i just uh, sit and do whatever i want like i wake up and decide to whatever spot i want to go um nice. and uh you know meeting people traveling around i'm here in vienna with you now i'm mm -hmm. going to the states uh in a couple of days meeting some people there as well uh, but also this period it's not like i'm staying and doing nothing because i cannot stay and do nothing i'm not that type of person mm. um and i'm it's very creative like i create lots of things uh and uh, some things might appear uh soon but uh, not in the way that Ooh. people uh, would expect and i will not disclose them here give us oh, give us one word um one okay. word would be like creation uh, but uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, here's what here's what we'll do i i have i have some really big plan as well you tell me one word of your plan. I'll tell you one word of mine. Whoa. Okay. W wanna start? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna start. <laughs> well, uh, let's say. I would say uh, conquering. But I don't know if. Come you... on, man. You're so cryptic. What is it? Are you <laughs> Genghis Khan here? <laughs> um, I'll tell you mine. Yeah, let's see. iPhone. Are you selling iPhones now? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I got new iPhone. You want to buy? <laughs> you want to buy one? It's iPhone it's 16. Quality or okay. original. <laughs> original, man. My cousin works for Steve Jobs, bro. <laughs> I'm training these things because I'm from Romania, so I will spot the originals. <laughs> yeah. By the way, can we can we open the door just to let some fresh air in from these lights? I'm going to yeah, go crazy so, for So, so one, one, thing, one thing that I w will say is that what I will create is not going to be in the way that people that know me, they will expect. Mm. And this this actually will be my only podcast for this year. Wow. Yeah, and my, I won't go to any other media appearances. I will just uh, disappear for a while uh, in terms of, you know, podcasts and all mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's good because uh, it. I think it wraps up uh, like a good period of my life and it, I think you are a good partner to discuss you know like business things and all that mm -hmm. I don't know if I will discuss this ever again so I think that would be that would be a cool conversation to have here with you yeah let's let's go all yeah. by all means okay so did it come as a shock to people in your company in your following when you left or was it kind of like the writing on the f on on the wall already no everybody was uh, surprised i mean i didn't even know <laughs> before so two, two weeks before oh, okay. two, two weeks before i mean i took the decision like uh very spontaneously uh, I, I, after i read a very cool book it was a book like uh 
is called 10x is uh, easier than 2x mm. is wrote by a great guy benjamin hardy or and dan sullivan i think they are the authors um and uh, there were some things there that you know they make you m- create like big life changes in decision you need to let go to 80 percent of your stuff in order to pursue your 10x vision mm-hmm. um so when I realized that I had to admit the truth about uh, myself, my situation uh, with the business and the whole landscape. And, you know, it was the right decision, uh, although not very comfortable, of course, uh, to to say, OK, this is it. I'm going to put an end here and I'm going to uh, launch into the next thing that I want mm. to build with my life. Yeah. Mm. Damn, man. Yeah. Also, I like how you're going to keep it very neutral. Like, oh, yeah, the ne- you know, like you don't want to say anything bad about anything. It's like, no, it's the next thing. Oh, it's I mean, like you're media trained, you know? I, I, I am, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been doing YouTube for years, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, actually, it was like the business was in a very healthy spot. Like we were like everything was very well automated. The team was in place. Uh, so everything was going very well. Like everything was well the the wheels were were spinning in a good direction right um so that's why it came as a surprise because if mm. if we were like going like bad yeah anybody would say okay yeah it didn't work and now he's moving on but it, it actually worked very well and mm. i mean i think that's a good place to exit of course like <laughs> because otherwise you can under yourself if it doesn't 100%. work yeah you know it's funny because for you it sounds so like of course you you wouldn't quit when it's going badly but that's where most people quit that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I always say, like, you don't have permission to quit unless you're ahead. Yeah. You just, if, if you treat your life like that, you're always going to win because, yeah, quitting is an, is, is an easy way to stop something if it doesn't work. But I'd rather make it work first because then, number one, I get the lesson. And number two, I actually know that if I do leave, it's the right decision. Then I left actually because I wanted to do something else or something better and not just because I was losing it. Oh, yeah. that That's so powerful. Um, and exactly, I left at the point where I knew I had the skills and the confidence to know that I can build anytime something similar or I can make like, because I know sales, I know marketing, yeah. I know to create content and all that. Like I have, I have a massive confidence that I can do anything. So it's not about really the, what I build or the past. And it, it's true. Like for the first two years, man, I, I really love, like it was a, an awesome ride with, with, ride with ups and downs, you know, like yeah. going to through hell like getting close to burnout and all that mm. like like i know a lot of entrepreneurs uh, experience um but those were the lessons and i think i have a funny mind or something because anytime i i hit like a very uh, good thing where i where i don't have to learn too many things or don't i i, I just need a challenge so yeah, i need to I, I need to go to the next thing and next thing and next thing yeah how did raul your business partner take it was, was he fine with it was he like i mean because ultimately also he probably now makes more money profit wise for himself but also there's less work uh, less things done more on his shoulders how did he yeah. take it so i don't know exactly about his situation right now because uh, I, I didn't enter in financial details with him uh, but uh, i mean um, you know we were very lucky to have this partnership in the business for mm-hmm. the first years mm-hmm. um, at some point we both realized that our visions do not align for for long term so mm-hmm. We were still, we are still in good terms and all that. Beautiful. Uh, uh, Shout out yeah. to Raul also. Shout, yeah, Raul, awesome, awesome, awesome person. Um, and uh, what happened is that uh, I asked myself a question and we both asked ourselves a question. And is The question was, 
do you see yourself working together for the next 10 years? Mm. And if we were honest, for my side, the answer was no. Uh, and I think very probably his answer will be no as well, like mm. at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so although we were in good terms, our visions were not aligned. I mean, we, we were a very good partnership. And, you know, when we, you build things, you want to have somebody to talk with yeah. and uh, share all these learning experiences. Like when you go into sales the first time, like, it's very shitty like <laughs> like when you don't know how to sell and you start you know uh, selling and get all these random uh, people and all these i mean it's great to have somebody to to talk with and uh, i was lucky to have raul uh, as my partner back then with that but after a while after we you know we we were at the good point we needed to grow to 10x and the 10x vision at that point was like divergent we we didn't have like a congruency um so we could have stayed like a couple of more months or years in that position where we weren't able to be very very focused mm -hmm. but i think the best thing was like okay let's just end this here mm. this partnership let's keep the relationship and let's uh you know move to to uh I, I will move to other things because he wanted to go more in depth on that niche i actually wanted to uh, pivot the business a little bit um uh, and i remember yeah you want to go more personal development direction with more comprehensive have have more broader aspect and uh, you wanted to go further down programming yeah yeah i mean it, it, in uh, general terms yeah uh there are more details there but okay. yeah it, it was a divergent uh, divergent uh, basically uh, vision and yeah. uh, which is cool i mean uh, i actually think this, this was the best decision because i think the romanian market needs uh what we build there and I, i'm glad that raul continues it mm -hmm. because it's a great great uh product and mission for the country as well um and uh you know i'm i can uh build something else and who knows maybe we'll uh collaborate in the future on other, other things or mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. You know, I can literally tell just by the way you're talking that it was a that because a lot of people say, "Oh, it's an amicable, we amicably parted ways." I could tell that for you, you're you're telling the truth, and you're not just sugarcoating it. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear by the, the by the way you talk about your partner, and about your now ex business, because a lot of people say it because they don't want to shit talk yeah. somewhere publicly. But for you, I I can actually feel that. And I'm very happy for you because, um, it's like it's like a successful partnership is just as important as a successful split so to speak oh yeah and, and i'm happy to see that yeah thank you yeah sure so you've you've you left romania right after you left the company or, or what have you been up to what, where have you been uh, well i i was actually in Mon monaco when i when i took the, this decision oh. i went to live there for a month like crazy place love that recommend no it to, to anyone so, yeah in an airbnb or where did you live they didn't have Airbnbs because it's a tiny. It's like a two-block city. Yeah, it was a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, you lived in a Monaco hotel for one month. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it wasn't the the most expensive hotel. Don't imagine that. But I wanted to be in Monaco, not because they have another city which is like uh, right next, glued yeah. glued to Monaco. I didn't want that. I wanted That's to be like Monaco in from Wish. Yeah, if you order <laughs> Monaco from Wish, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So yeah, Monaco. Uh, uh, then uh, went to Romania, and then uh, now I'm traveling uh, to to uh, you know uh, the states and whoever. Okay. I will see what's next. I don't know. I I did just go with the life. Did you meet anyone famous in Monaco? 
Um, Run into Lewis Hamilton on the gas station. Oh or no, something? no, I, I not nobody that I can recognize on, on top of my head. No, Damn because it, Christian, the, the circuit was on then. I mean, the what? I, the the Formula One was. They were in the states or something, so mm, it was that le- that away, part. Uh, because I, you know, for sure, I went on Google to see like where do they live. <laughs> <laughs> on Google Maps, you could just type in Lewis Hamilton, it shows you his flat. <laughs> yeah, and, and I saw like uh, Leclerc's neighborhood, and I actually stayed in that, that neighborhood. Wow. Uh, but you know, I didn't get to see him. Yeah, Crazy. but I went. I saw a YouTube video with Leclerc going on a spa and doing some uh, sauna or whatever there, and I went to the same thing. So damn. Yeah, you know, if you if you look closely, maybe you would have found some DNA from him and get your own yeah. Leclerc clone. Yeah, make make a clone. Yeah. <laughs> Get him as my driver now. <laughs> in Bucharest. Pascal racing, you know. <laughs> in Bucharest, through the traffic, you know, and swearing with all the people. <laughs> I mean, remember, we even, we even, uh, we went kart racing when I visited you guys last oh, time yeah. in, in Bucharest. It was a sick, sick place where we went karting. Yeah. You, you beat I me. I won, of course. Yeah, he, he won. Like. He was all shit talk. He's like, oh, I'm really good. Yeah, no. I first run, first run, I beat everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was very fast, frustrated because he, you, I don't know if you <laughs> knew the circuit or something. No, I didn't. So, yeah, I, I've been, I, I was going there for like a couple of times already, <laughs> improving my time and all that. And I was quite confident. I, oh, okay, Max is new here. I, I will, I will just, uh, you know, teach him something yeah, yeah. because i know you're quite good like you know business you also play guitar and you have great technique there and i also play <laughs> guitar and you are better at guitar no i, I suck at it now i, I, got I don't think so I, <laughs> you say that with carding as well yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know the track man you stop shit talking come on man you you should tell me like i don't want to live in this <laughs> this in this world no i i knew the track after one lap i was oh, like oh i know okay, where yeah. to break Here's the thing. It's a funny thing. Like my girlfriend's dad, we bought him. I think she bought him a ten block for the local uh, a karting track in Helsinki. And then he went ten times there, and then bought more times. And he's like, "I practiced all the time. I'm really good time max." So we went karting. I also beat him in the first lap. Like yeah. not even just beat him with better time. Like I overtook him on track. <laughs> Did you do some racing? Showed up while you grew up or something? No. But, but, and this is something I've talked about a couple times now, uh, what I want to do is um, uh, over the next one year, one year and a half, depending on how crazy the business hustle gets, I'm going to buy a uh, simulator and <sighs> just go fuck, go, I mean, I was almost going to swear here. I was go freaking simulate racing, Gran Turismo, whatever, Yeah. multiple hours a day. And then in about two years, I want to get my amateur driving, driving, my amateur racing license in Germany and Austria. That's and then just, sick. You know, I want like to Sunday be. Cups and stuff like that with like a Porsche, like a renovated Porsche or something like that. And uh, I've even looked it up. You can sponsor your own team. They're relatively cheap. Yeah. Yeah, you can get like Torno, Max Torno for like 10K on a Porsche, on a Porsche Cup. No way. And you even get to sit in there during the race. Like you get to sit as the, the other driver. So one one uh, dream of mine is to sponsor a F1 car yeah. at some point. That will be awesome. That's going to be a bit more expensive than a Porsche Cup, but yeah. it's possible, I guess. I mean, look, if you look at Haas, they got sponsored by the energy drink that doesn't exist. <laughs> Remember that? Ener- what? what was it called? That the energy drink that Haas was sponsored? They were like an energy drink and then it turns out it's just some scam company from some bearded guy exactly and then and then rich energy, rich energy. and he never paid them either Whoa. he was like yeah i'll pay you next season whatever has level 
so yeah like it's boss <laughs> shout out to us <laughs> yeah so i uh, actually got uh, for my birthday because i turned 30 this year Ooh. i mean in december uh and i got a, a, a gift card to go and race a porsche or a, like a, a on the nurburgring track or something oh my god so, or an another track that is close to nurburgring i don't remember exactly the name so i'm really in love with uh porsche 911 i can't wait to go there and when is it uh, whenever I want, I just I Ooh. I don't know. I will see after the U.S. trip. Uh, Give me, shoot me a WhatsApp message. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll you'll join. be around. Yeah, let, let's go. Epic. Let's go. And then I'll beat you there as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to risk with a with a Porsche. <laughs> to <right>? ruin his <laughs> birthday. <laughs> it's good because I met a guy in the, in the U.S. and he had a Porsche dealership or something. Wow. Um, and he told me that he wanted like after he went with a Porsche on track with the 911 on track, he then like realized that okay, I need to get this car. Like he mm. he was so hypnotized by mm. by the car. And I also rented it a couple of times. Me too. Magnificent, amazing. Like great when car. you when you like uh, accelerate, it's amazing. Love it. it yeah. It's really like Porsche has. The engineering of it is just completely different. If you if you drive a Ferrari or Lamborghini, it's like a fancy, epic-looking car, a lot of power, but it feels like there isn't much thought behind it. And then you drive a Porsche, German engineering, and you're like, okay, damn it. This feels like every single millimeter has been thought about. Like, how, yeah. how will the wheels respond when you hit the gas? How is it, like, on high speed? And, like, especially the 911. We drove it through Portugal, my dad and I. And it's such a, it's such an everyday usable car. Yeah, you can go shopping with it, but also you can just race the hell out of it on a highway. You just go two fifty and just have a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, Shout amazing, out. amazing. It's funny Porsche. Like the more I think about, it, the more I like the idea yeah. of owning a Porsche. Yeah, and they also have uh, like you can actually because I know you like Formula One. Uh, you can also uh, get into a Formula One monopost and go. Ooh. on the circuit i i saw that you can actually rent that or like uh, get some laps let's go uh so i really want to do that as well maybe this year yeah it's it's great it's it's this whole racing thing it's because i met a guy last year in august in ibiza at, an, at a retreat and he's like oh yeah i got a racing driving license just just got it it's amateur he's like i can join the sunday cup so i can drive oh which okay. people are really cool. good like you know, like I'm not gonna make it into like some crazy league anymore. I'm too old. But some, you know, some Sunday racing, kicking ass. There's probably really good drivers there too that have been doing it for like 10, 20 years for yeah. fun. You know, some dentists, lawyers, and so on and so forth. I need to get that license now. Thanks for for sharing that. We wow. should both get the license and call it like the online consulting or something. <laughs> yeah, like that. And race from home with via Zoom, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> that would you know like come zoom on. zoom can be our sponsor so if, you, yeah, if you're watching zoom because rolex <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah get the sponsorship. Louis Vuitton. man i kind of don't want to think about it the more it makes sense that idea you know and we'll cut back to this very podcast episode five six seven nine years from now and we're like well, we told you yeah told you yeah cool i mean look so you're gonna go to the states now how long are you gonna stay there uh one or two weeks something like that is not very long i'm going for a conference same meeting some awesome people there mm -hmm. some uh, entrepreneurs um yeah it's my i don't know sixth or seventh time in one year or something in the wow. states i don't i don't i haven't counted <laughs> anymore and then back to romania and then uh, yeah back to romania 
um, and then uh, we'll see because I want to start some things on. I want to get uh, dirty. Ooh, getting down and dirty. So when this new project, the conquering project that you have, is that something you're gonna build a team around? Is that something that you're just gonna do yourself? It's going to start as an experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the first phase, I don't need a team. Uh, after that, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And yeah. are you still posting on YouTube? Uh, not anymore. So after I left the business, after I exited the business, uh, I just stopped social media. Mm. I disappeared. Mm. Lots of people asking me like, hey, Ooh. are you still living? Are you Ooh. still alive? So um, I'm alive if you're watching <laughs> this. Um, I mean, how long how long have you been on YouTube? It must have been seven years, six, seven years, something like that. It started in 2017. Wow. So six, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, when, and I posted like weekly and then we had multiple posts, even daily. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I just uh, put my soul out there. I mean, you know how it is, right? Yeah. Because you create content daily and a couple of times a day as well. It's crazy how you're like, I, th I, th I think back and like my Instagram started in 2013. And I okay. if I scroll back, I'm like, that is a decade on oh, a platform. Yeah. YouTube kind of the same, but I've had different di different channels that I built up. But with Instagram, I'm like, holy... And like, once Instagram stories came out, because they came out, I think, in 2016, 15, 16, I posted every day. Mm. There's like, I would say like 95% of the days I posted at least one story. Mo most of the time, like 10 stories per day. Yeah. And I just recently realized that I'm like, damn. 10 years, yeah. I can literally go back and be like, February 2nd, 2017, what did I do? And I just go through my archive. I'm like, oh, cool. I was in blah, blah, blah city eating steak. I mean, I didn't eat steak 2017. I was a chairman, but what? You can check. Yeah, I can yeah. literally check. And that's that, it. we're the first generation ever that has documented their life to such a great detail for such a long time with such consistency. Yeah, and I think it's a great thing because um, at some point somebody asked me to do, like a mentor of mine asked me to do like a 90-year plan. Wow. Yeah. 90? 90, yeah. 90? 90. And then, wait for it, that's not the... Then he asked me to extend it to a thousand years. <laughs> like, which but you're is... not going to be alive for a thousand. What are... Well, yeah, it forces you, but it forces you to think in terms of legacy and all that. Mm. I mean, it's a cool exercise. Um, and it it was quite hard to fill the 90 years uh, um, like it's lots of time right mm. um, and I asked myself okay what would I want from people that lived a hundred years ago that were part of my family you know mm. um, mm -hmm. and the first thing that popped into my head was uh, like documents or like documentation mm. I wanted to see how their life mm -hmm. uh, how they how did they live back then how was their daily routine how did it look like right mm. um so i think that uh, what you said with the instagram and having this 10 year you know of uh of documentation basically of your life i think will be very powerful for you as well and for us as well when we will be like older and want to share like hey this was mm. the world like back in 2000 you know 17 or 13 or whatever i'm wondering i think about this a lot because i'm like how long for how long would it be interesting you know like if i if my grandma in the 50s had done instagram stories and whatever like they appear right now like oh my god turns out there's instagram stories in the 50s yeah it'd probably be interesting for a day and i'll be yeah whatever 
I you mean, know what I mean? Like, are, is it going to be interesting enough for these people to be like, yo, I don't care. It was shitty back then in 2024, you know? You guys didn't even have holo technology. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think I would watch uh, all everything, but I would watch things from my, you know, from my ancestors, like from my grandparents or, I mean, people relative to me. Like, mm -hmm. uh, because, for instance, right now, I, I went through some, you know, emotional development phases where I kind of connected with like my grandparents and all that wow. and uh, felt some you know things that I didn't feel before uh, about them and all that and uh, when I went through this like and my parents as well and when I did this like I realized that it would be uh, very helpful to have this kind of you know documentation mm -hmm. uh, to to be able to immerse myself better in that environment and what shaped my childhood childhood later and my life right now and my discussions right now you know because we are made of this discussion right mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. uh this the whole mentality that we have is uh passed through generations yeah people sitting at dinner tables and discussing all all the things and if you think like 100 years ago there was like uh, wars and uh you know all all this shit happening and you know you because there's this scarcity mindset that lots of people have and you need to get rid of it in business right uh but mm. where does that where, where does that come from right and it comes from all these discussions from it's in our dna exactly mm -hmm. exactly and it's passed down through language um and uh identifying that it helps me you know to to be able to uh to choose what i want to think in this world like yeah. to, to what i want to believe it's a good point because it's like my thoughts are not just for me but there's actually slowly but steadily there's this this the science is catching up with that and they're they're now assuming that even psychological life choices that we're making is passed on through our dna oh yeah so that. now just like you said it, it it gives you this whole idea of like hey your thoughts your idea they're not just going to be yours it's like you kind of have at least some responsibility towards your kids your grandchildren because if you spend your life very fearful with a lot of negative thoughts you will pass that on in your dna yeah and that's really freaking crazy um and and that it, you it really makes you think and um you know also things this is really interesting like for example why are we afraid in the dark it's such a such an ancient oh yeah weird right. fear completely com com complete makes no sense if i'm alone in my room and i turn the light off and it's completely dark i kind of get a little scared you know like i feel my back exposed i kind of have the natural urge to stand with my back against the wall and the reason why that is, like, here's the here's the crazy thing: when you when kids are scared in the dark, what are they scared of? They say a monster. I'm scared of monsters, Daddy. The monster is under my bed. They don't say, oh, another human being, a murderer, someone dangerous. They specifically don't say they, they specifically don't denote a a human monster. They say a monster. You know why that is? Mm. Because thousands of thousands of years, we humans got killed by wild cats. Oh yeah. By freaking saber-toothed tigers. So, you know, as a as a human, you don't describe that as a tiger, you describe it as a monster. Yeah. And when would those monsters be out there? Well, when it's dark cuz they see very perfectly in the dark. So, that's still that we act with all our civilization and our intellect and our communication and language and the internet like we're above that. Yet, you turn the light off in a room, you're still scared of a cat just because thousands of your ancestors, hundreds of thousands of years ago, got killed by cats. 
Oh, yeah, I think that's that's very very powerful, and it it really has an impact on our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as uh, uh, I feel that it's our uh, job, or at least my job. I don't want to speak for everybody, but um, somebody said at the conference, uh, uh, I don't remember the name, but he said that he is here on on his, this earth to to get the poison passed from the past generations, Ooh. cure it in yeah. his life so he doesn't pass it forward. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Damn. That's cool. That's but you're probably going to create a whole other poison you're not aware of yet. Yeah. So. I mean, of, of course, you 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 do some poison. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, here's what I wanted to ask you. Is you said something very interesting earlier. You said you've done kind of an emotional journey to connect with the ancestors. Is that euphemism for you did ayahuasca? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I, I, I <laughs> you never know. <laughs> ne- never, never. I, I stay away from... from uh, from drugs from all my life but i went through some uh, you know uh, mental reprogramming kind of uh, techniques if you want to tell them i mean they are kind of voodoo and uh, Ooh, some it, romanian uh, witchcraft not not romanian actually i mean i learned them from uh, from from people in in us actually okay uh, but they kind of helped me a lot like uh, i mean i really changed uh, T- tell me about it. that sounds interesting um, let's hear it well how can I describe it? I mean, ba- basically, all emotions that we have, right, uh, are a way to communicate messages, right? And a lot of people, they don't do things because they are afraid or they have anxiety or they have all these labels and emotions, right? But what an emotion is, is like a way to communicate an information. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's unconscious. It comes from from whatever, from nowhere, right? Because it's instinctive, right? Uh, our job is to be able to decode that emotion and learn the lesson from it. Because it is there, the emotion is there with a good purpose. Like it wants you to be safe, mm-hmm. whatever that safe means. Yeah. But safe a thousand years ago is probably different than what safe now means, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so being able to decode the the message from the emotion that was installed a thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago makes you able to decide whether you want that emotion in yourself or not anymore. Ooh. Um, and uh, it's a very. I mean, I spend lots of time doing this, and there are some techniques in through which you can. You can do this, but uh, once you do it, you you learn some things, some awful things about yourself. Like <laughs> you realize that you're not as good as you thought you are. Damn. Uh, but uh, you know it 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 gives you control and it gives you the power to choose whether uh, that uh, kind of behavior serves you or not. Mm-hmm. And in this way, you basically um, adjust and um, create a better uh, software in your head, if you want to put it like this. So what kind of procedure was that? Was it like meditation? Was it like hypno- hypnosis or something like that? It was uh, meditation as well um, and some uh, some some hypnosis, although I didn't ever believe in hypnosis and all, all that, but mm. it was like some sort of hypnosis thing that you can actually see that it works. Like I was able to see it on myself. Damn. Yeah. So you went to a guy in the US and yeah. he hypnotized you. Uh, he t- taught me how to do it basically. How to how to hypnotize yourself? Yeah, I mean how to how to extract the lessons from these emotions, like how to unstuck my brain, how to reprogram my brain basically. And how how do you do that? Um, well, very simple 
a very simple way to do it is like every time you feel something, right, uh, that is not going ho on how you want, mm -hmm. you ask yourself like, what can I learn from it? Uh, okay. But it needs to be like a very, very honest answer because sometimes you rationalize it. You know, you you ask yourself, "Hey, what what can I learn from it?" And you t say something with your conscious mind that looks good. Hmm. But I'll give you an example. Let, let's yeah. let's take an example because that that that's that could be helpful. So I will take something very simple. Like I was in traffic, right? And some guy uh, in a in a car in front, uh, he crossed a line that he wasn't he didn't have to cross, right? And I got angry i felt anger right uh, so um i want i wanted to see hey why do i feel angry because if you would put a child in my place he would not feel angry right <laughs> like he wouldn't care i don't want to care for these stupid things right i mm. want to be free to not have anger in my life sorry do you ask yourself that right um, a second after you feel that emotion or like once you calm down or, or does it matter um I usually note them and when I have time to reflect on mm -hmm. things, I just go through them and I bring that up. Um, so it goes into a very interesting spiral uh, because I learned lots of things from this example for myself. Like, this is amazing. Um, so I ask myself, okay, what can I learn from it? Um, and I learned from it that uh, I wanted to feel better than the person because I knew better how to drive than Ooh. him and i was like what the fuck uh, wow I mean, sorry uh, what you what? can swear on here okay. actually it doesn't matter and i was like time. i'm just trying to cut it back in general <laughs> yeah and i was like how the hell this is in my head you know because that was the honest answer if mm. i would be to like say the politically correct thing i was like yeah i wanted to enforce the rules and all that but in my unconscious mind it was like I wanted to feel better because I knew the rules uh -huh. better than the other person. Um, so I went down the rabbit hole here and what I discovered was that uh, for me, um, knowing the rules and applying the rules and uh, being able to know the rules was like a safety mechanism. Uh, because growing up for me being smart was like something safe, uh, wow. you know. Uh, because uh, like when I was a kid, I was a bit bullied in school and all that. I wasn't the most popular guy, mm. but I had my cleverness or my smartness. And that was reinforced throughout my life. You know, any time I was uh, smart, I was uh, I got something from life and I learned that, okay, smart is good. If you are mm. smart, you'll be accepted and whatever and blah, blah. Um, so that realization was that uh being smart for me and smarter than the people around me is like a safe place and in that that has a bad consequence for me because it means that i need to always be smarter than the people around me mm. so the consequence of that is that i don't allow people around me to be smarter than me so i cannot learn because if i want to Ooh. be smarter than everybody like how can you learn anything right so this is like uh, what this rabbit hole uh, exposed in in my unconscious mind or my my personality at least uh which is of course is not cool to say that right i mean but it was part of me i need i had to admit that and uh kind of um become more detached from this importance that i placed on the logic on being smart on uh, you know knowing how to solve problems and all that and detach myself from that identity and just okay be be cool without it damn yeah y you know f that really resonated with me because for me it's not it's less being smart it's more about being hard working 
Yeah. It's like the thing about my identity. It's like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're smarter than me. You probably are, but I outwork you. Mm. Just like you said, like wherever I am, I work harder. To stay with that car example, I drive pretty fast. I drive safe. I've never had an accident, not even close. But I always overtake the other person. I always, I'm literally freaking racing, trying to find the apex and get, oh, where can I get a gap? Because not, do I really give a damn if I'm in front of another car? But subconsciously, it's like, it means I work harder mm. because my time is more valuable. Oh, yeah. So I want to be at the destination. I get more work done quicker. And that really messed with me um, in 2015 when I when I suffered from really, really severe burnout because my identity was linked to, oh, Max Dorno is the hardworking guy. But then burnout said, like, you're not going to fucking work for a year because it's destroying you. So I'm like, but who am I then? Mm. And that, like, complete loss of identity really messes with you. And, and I'm happy, I'm very grateful that when the burnout hit me, I was in a very good position financially. So there was no reason for me to keep working other than my own ego. So I had to kill that part of the ego and then just be like, I, I'll just watch PewDiePie for two months. Oh, yeah. Sleep you know, 14 hours a day. I couldn't even play video games because video games itself was too stressful for me. I watched PewDiePie playing video games on YouTube. And um, so it's really crazy that you just mentioned that. For you, it was the smart thing. Yeah. For me, it was almost like, I'm, of course I'm not smart. I'm, I don't know nothing. But I, I'll, I'll work the guy that is smart. Mm. That's been my whole life. I was never the strongest kid in school because I'm a shorter guy. Never the smartest kid in school. I've had classmates, some of my really good friends that are extremely gifted, extremely smart guys. So I was, I, I never had anything going for me. Nothing. But I'm like, well, I'll just... I'll just be the guy that has no safety mechanism that would rather die than lose. Oh, yeah. So the smart guy is going to give up at some point. The cool guy is going to give up at some time. The, the strong guy is going to give up at some point. And that's why I'll not give up. I'll just wait till everybody else gives up. And as long as I'm the last guy standing, I win. I don't care how gifted they are. I don't care how talented they are. I don't care how smart they are. I'll just outwork them. All I need to do is work a little longer than those guys and I'll win it. And that was also kind of like my credo with my first business in the dating niche. I was just like, I'm not as, I'm not as philosophical and highly intelligent as Owen Cook. I'm, my game is not as good as Julian Blanc's. I'm not as charismatic and funny as Jeffy. I'm not as analytical as Todd. I don't care. I'll just yeah. work when they're not working. Like they go to sleep, I'll work. They go have fun with their family, I'll work. I had zero fun with anyone for years until my brand was the, 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 the one with the most subscribers, most followers, the fastest growing, and all my programs outsold all theirs. And then I was also like, okay, and what now? Because it's, oh, yeah. like, it's like a game you can't win. That's, that, that's an empty feeling when you hit that. Yes. That, yeah, that, I, I, I always say there's only one thing worse than not reaching your dreams, and that is reaching your dreams and kind of realizing nothing changes. Yeah. So reach your dreams because you want them, but don't reach your dreams expecting that things will be different. Because mm. at the end of the day, you're going to sit down, you're going to log into your PlayStation, you're going to eat your food, and you're like, I'm still here, I still feel the same. Oh, yeah. So I kind of wish for everyone to to achieve all the external ego things that they're looking for, the dating, the women, the validation, the fame, the subscribers, the money. I really wish that for everyone 
only to then realize, oh, but there's this other realm I need to work on, which is the, the spirituality, if you want to call it. The psychological, if you want to call it. The inner game, if you want to call it like that. It doesn't matter what you call it. But And the cool thing is, these things are so beautifully connected because I'm, I don't want to advocate and say money doesn't make happy or any of that bullshit. It makes you really happy and it's really awesome. Just don't expect it to change how you think about yourself. And the funny thing is, a lot of these external things that a lot of people want to achieve, the women, the cars, the travel, the money, they require you to think differently about yourself. Oh, yeah. They require you to be humble. They require you to be learning. Like you said, commit yourself to learning. They require you to fucking fail and think of yourself as dumb, as stupid, as a failure. Because if you don't do these things, you're not going to achieve the, the outside things. And then when you're really consistent and you're smart about it and you get the right help and you really, you don't let yourself distract, you, you don't let yourself get distracted by failure, then you achieve all these things. And then you're like, okay, now the real work begins, which is the inner work, which is the gratitude, which is looking back, which is, I mean, I've had four, five, six years that I can't even remember. Like, oh, yeah. the, you probably have the same, like, the grindy years where you're just like, grind, 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 grind. For me, it was my world tour. It was just like, seminar, seminar, YouTube, video cutting, seminar, seminar, YouTube, video cutting, seminar, seminar. And I'm like, what have I done the last six years? Only that. It's like the last six years were one big blur. And I was mm. traveling the world when I did that. I was like, I was in Chicago, Sydney, LA, Orlando, Stockholm, Berlin, like around the whole freaking world. And I went to all these places, but I didn't actually go to these places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was just an empty shell. I'm like, this is a photo of me on Times Square, but I can't remember being there. I mean, yeah. I, I can remember it logically, but not... Checked Times Square. Yeah, che not emotionally. I wasn't actually arriving there. Yeah. I was just there as this empty shell. <laughs> hey, mom and dad, I'm Times Square. Look how cool it is. And I'm like, damn, that that is kind of cool because I achieved a lot of things um, without caring. I care so much about the process. But on the other hand, I'm, it, I also let it teach me of like... I'm right here with my homeboy Christian Dascalu. It's a pretty cool room that we're in. I get to pretty talk cool about CD. some pretty cool stuff. Later on, we're going to grab some steak. And I'm like, because when you work really hard, your mind is always focused on the next thing. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. Uh, then I'm going to do this. Okay, once I'm done with the food, the first task I'm going to do is this. And then you finish that task. Like, oh, then after that task, is going to be this. Then we're going to get steak. After that, I'm going to go home. You constantly live in the future, which is good because it makes you productive. It makes you get a freaking plan of the day. But at the same time, you have to force yourself to snap out of it and be like, Oh, yeah. I don't need to wait, live in the future. This is pretty freaking cool right now. This is now, yeah. This is what, what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real quick. I know this episode is really interesting, but please do consider giving us a five-star rating. It takes whatever, three seconds. You probably have your phone in your hand anyways, because that will allow us to rank higher, reach more people, and have more epic guests and bring more epic content to you entirely for free. So... That's basically all you got to do. If you can, please give us a five-star rating. If you hate me, give me a one-star rating. Totally fine as well. And yeah, that being said, let's crack back into the episode. So I, I wanted to ask you a, a, a couple things. Sorry, first of all, I didn't want to interrupt you. So. Oh, no, no. It was great. Like, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel that uh, it's a conversation that for sure I wanted to hear a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
I mean, I think everybody, life forces you to go through these changes if you don't take them proactively, right? Um, so I, I guess it is important for everybody to have a phase of hustling and grinding because mm-hmm. I, I went through that as well and it was important for me. Uh, at some point, uh, you just want to to the, the shortcuts, the, the cheat codes to life. And I, <laughs> I think uh, getting out of that uh, is a cheat code because you get more uh, with doing less, right? Mm. So I think that's the, the ultimate power amen to that and uh soon i'll go full circle at how we kind of got to this side side tracking thingy here is how how are you seeing your youtube are you going to get back on it are you going to get back on that old channel going to create a new one what's what's the deal here Mm. if you know (laughs) and if you're already allowed to talk about uh so youtube is is part of the vision let's Mm -hmm. say i will say that Mm -hmm. i will say that uh, I'm not sure yet if that channel or a separate channel, but it is part of the vision. Uh, because for me, content creation for sure is one of the best s- skills I have, or at least the skill where I feel that with the right amount of work, I can get to the work class level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ha- I feel that I have some a bit of natural talent. If I double that with work, I, I, because in sales, I know salespeople that... You know, I cannot compete with, neither do I want, to hmm. be honest. Mm. Uh, in programming as well, I did programming. I, I'm, I don't care about that as much, <laughs> uh, you know. So content creation, it, it hits a chord in my in myself. So yeah, mm. yeah, I'll probably go with that. Okay. So, you know, I've, I've recently talked more and more about primary skill, secondary skill, tertiary skill. And it's very similar. I totally resonate with what you said. My primary skill is content creation. As yeah, in case you're you haven't good. noticed, I love talking. I love oh, hearing yeah. myself talking. I love telling interesting people like you. Sales is also somewhere there, but I would say it's like the third one. Mm. I'm decent at it. What was the second one? Um, leadership. Mm. Yeah. In, uh, kind of understanding. the. <laughs> I, I can understand someone and I can it sounds really weird i can almost read someone's mind if i want to just most of the time i don't because it does take energy does does take a lot of focus so if if there's a really important key figure in a really important situation for example a team meeting for example a one-on-one talk with you know an executive in my team then i just like i just like my energy my focus is like 90% on that person. It's like I, I reroute all the energy and I'm like, now I really want to understand that person, where they're coming from, what their goals are, what their agendas might be, and how can I how can I construct a win-win there? Same in a, in a sales call, for example. That takes a lot of energy, but I can do it. And then same goes also for a group, reading the room, reading the freaking Zoom room where I'm like, okay, I'm here with my sales staff. What are they feeling? Maybe they're feeling discouraged. Maybe they're feeling cocky. I need to pull them up or push them down, mm. uh, depending on that. So I think that's my secondary skill. My my, my torture is, is is connected to that, which is sales. I'm good at it, but I don't like it as much. Yeah, I like the freaking camera, microphone. Let me ramble. And then the cool thing is there. Funny enough to go to go fully. My company is built, and I'm sure yours was, and your future will be as well. Is built in a way so that my prim- primary skill completes someone else's primary skill so these mm. two together it's almost like like uh like a gogotron what, what are these these robots called you can put them together and then they and then they turn into an even better robot you know like that rick and morty gogotron episode so it's like my primary skill is talking and creating content and teaching stuff 
with yeah. content creation. Primar's primary skill, our head of visual, is to cut my ramblings into a cohesive, cool edit, right? Now, my CMO, Robin Bauman's primary skill is to uh, to do marketing, to do big picture thinking and thinking, okay, how can I put Max in the best position? And so on and so forth. So in an ideal world, if you really want to scale to a million a month and above, is like find other people whose primary skills, not secondary skills, but whose primary skill um, completes yours. Yeah. And together you're creating this epic thing. Yeah, it's a magical thing when all these things fall into place. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And... Man, you gotta get on Twitter. Oh yeah, it's so good. X now, right? I, are you still yeah, calling yeah, it Twitter? I or? call it Twitter. I yeah, <laughs> so you gotta get on X. It sounds like an adult website. Like, what are you talking? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I remember Elon Musk was kind of kind of upset because at some interview, people were referring like tweets, were saying tweets, and he corrected them like it's posts now it's oh po <laughs> it's posts now that's yeah. so funny yeah no I, I like twitter because i i mentioned earlier i'm a rambler and twitter really forces me to make cohesive nice one-liners yeah. that fit into 280 characters it seems like a good stream of consciousness there yeah it's epic like my favorite thing in the world to do it's literally a hobby is drink coffee in the morning and then once the coffee kicks in just spend like 20 30 minutes on x oh, really? or on twitter and just knock stuff out and oh, you have a pre-posting function so I just like at some point I have like a month of content prepared for three posts a day just because I keep post making mm. more and more posts than I post. So how's the the reach in there? How does it work? Like, do you get like viral organically, like TikTok or other places, or like you can you can if people repost it. So yeah. I just started. I got like three hundred followers or something like that, and I don't even want to promote it too much because I don't want my current following to go over there. Mm. I want to build a native following on Twitter mm -hmm. or on X. So the way it works is it's all built on community. So for, if you compare it, for example, with Instagram Reels, nobody gives a damn about the community. It's more about the algorithm, liking it because people react to it, because people share it, sure. But it's less about the sharing in a community aspect, but more about the sharing in, in an algorithmic aspect. So the algorithm is your overlord there. The algorithm says, People react well to this video. Let's play it out to more people on their explore page. Yeah. Oh, they still react well. Let's play it out to even more. So the circle, it's almost like a like a peeling layer of an onion. It goes wider and wider and wider. And then, you know, at some point it stops. So I've had videos that got picked up. They stopped at 500,000 followers. Then I've had videos that kept going to 2.5 million. And then at some point it's it doesn't hit enough people on the outer layer because it's not general enough. Yeah. That then the algorithm is like, all right, now it's done. And then I've had a video recently that hit, I think, 10 million. And now the algorithm is like, okay, now it's kind of done. And with Twitter, the algorithm is does not play as heavy of a role. It's more, okay, do a lot of people share this? Like, there's the share button. So, twi like, who the hell share stuff on, on Instagram? Yeah, maybe you share it in your stories. But on Twitter or X, people share it and they automatically repost it. And then mm. other people see it and then they repost it. And Got other it. people see it and they re and then they repost it. So it is a similar concept, but it's not dep as dependent on the algorithm. And that's how it can go viral. Plus, the Twitter the, the Twitter app and the Twitter algorithm really prefer you to have conversations. It's a it's a tool that really wants to serve the act of having a conversation. So you want to create something where people then 
tweet back at you. Mm-hmm. So you say whatever, hey, hard work is the key to everything. And then somebody comments back is like, I disagree. It's actually about passion. And then their friend sees that on their profile. Like, oh, my friend commented back to Max Torno about passion. You know, he doesn't know anything about passion. Mm-hmm. The hell is this? No, I agree. It's actually hard work. And now you have these these conversational threads. So it's a public square where you shape opinions, basically. Perfect, exactly. And where yeah. everybody has equally as loud of a microphone. Yeah. Equally? or Yeah. Equally as loud of a microphone. Everybody, like I said, like when I say something yeah. when I comment, and somebody comments on it, everyone sees that. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Everyone in your audience, you mean and their audience as well, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And then they can repost it word yeah. by word. And then it says Christian Dascalu reposted Max Torno. And it, it becomes this just as like square of voice, voices. Is that in Europe as well? Because I had a feeling that is very big in US. But for instance, in Romania, at least, like mm. people weren't that into it. And I want to ask you about threads as well. Like if you About what? Oh, thre- threads. threads. Yeah. Mm. Because it feels like kind of similar. Sim- yeah. So, so in regards to Twitter, the funny thing is I've, my opinion, Twitter or X has experienced a renaissance since Elon Musk bought it. Lots of people say like it went down, but I, d- yeah, I, I feel all the same as you. Like. Crazy woke people that say that. So yeah. here's the thing. Twitter at the height of its craziness was just a circus for crazy wokeness. Yeah. Like whatever you said, you would get canceled. Like it's the craziest woke mob ever. And then... Elon Musk bought it for exactly that reason. And all the woke people left because they're like, this sucks because Elon Musk would like reinstate people like Donald Trump. I think I think Andrew Tate also had been blocked or something. They come back. And now all of a sudden, a lot of really cool creators coming back because for me it was the exact same reason. I don't want to join Twitter because I, I have zero interest in some crazy woke mob yeah. trying to trying to put things out of context just to just to you know play to their own power hungriness to their own power hungry hunger so i was like i'm not going to be on there but then elon musk bought it and a bunch of creators that i really admired like dan cole for example i'm like this guy does some really cool twitter stuff and then i got on there and then i saw a lot of other cool creators that started at roughly the same time and i'm like where's the crazy woke mob that i was scared of? oh they're all gone fantastic let's have a good freaking time and now it's like you go on there and it's just like it's as if you would like read the bible like a specific quick verse you're like oh you know don't do what you don't want other people to do to you that's a pretty cool so it's like this you just log on and you get these quick little valley nuggets he's like three four liners oh really from twitter yeah oh they install that well, no, no. What, what was I, that I mean, you go on your Twitter feed, and all the people that you follow, you see all their qu- cool f- freaking value oh, okay. nuggets. Got it, got it, got it. Like I go there and I see Alex Ramosi posted something. I'm, yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. cool freaking thought. Yeah, yeah. And it's again because they only have 280 characters. I mean, of course, you can make longer posts now too, but the vast majority is 280 characters. Most people really think about what they want to say, and they really try to compress it, right? So a lot, like a thought that could be a whole page of describing something now gets compressed into 280 characters. So it's really valuable. So you're like, this is a really cool one liner. It totally makes sense. Thank you. And what I often do, and this is completely me being completely transparent. Most of my content I've been posting over the last couple months was just cool one liners that I found somewhere. And I just wrote them down because I want to learn from them. And then I'm like, how can I adapt this to my niche? How can I give it my own personal twist? And then out of that, 
I create whole YouTube videos, like 25-minute crazy YouTube videos just because I saw a thought from someone, I extrapolated it onto my audience, my niche with my own personality to it. And I'm like, this is cool because I learned from this. And here's what else I have to say on top of that. Here's how I interpret that into this slightly different area. And I think just like you said so nicely before, we're just a conglomerate of ideas. Our culture, our family is just passing on of ideas. And I don't just want to keep great learnings that I learn on Twitter or, or from a YouTube video or from a book for myself. I want to pass it on. I want to recycle it, add cool stuff to it, and then pass that on. And I would also be really honored whenever people do the same with me. And so I think we as a collective, we we evolve. Yeah. We become better. We become hopefully better people, more productive people, more creative people, more loving people, more accepting people, more respecting people. I hope that somehow, as long as we can stay in discourse and be critical and have not an e- egoic attachment to our ideas, I think that's what we really need as, as humanity. And on, on a side note, as a side effect... You can make a ton of money off it. You create content. You create a following. You can sell something valuable to them. Now they talk about it. Now you sell more. So it's it's the it's the most amazing thing in the world for me personally. Yeah, language shapes our reality. So Amen. having having this kind of thing where you you can go and uh, you know test your ideas at least because you see how people react, how they s- you 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 get a feedback of their model of the world because you know reality is like. Uh, the average view of the world like how everyone sees the world like you if we have like a 50 uh euro uh, like a uh, uh, money thing how do you call it? like the 50 euro bill bill yeah yeah if you have like a 50 euro bill like it's a 50 euros because everyone agrees that's 50 euros right same with ideas mm-hmm. like the what we all believe as a collective gets real so if you can influence yeah. that and contribute that to other people's minds and you can spread your ideas like viruses you know you can if you have a good idea ideas it, are like viruses it, it gets it gets replicated and you can you know change the reality basically i had no idea that our conversation today is going to be that philosophical and I yeah. love it. <laughs> you know, I thought, yeah, we're going to talk about business. No, we just went completely into a rabbit hole to talk about philosophy, but it's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it. we've ever had a conversation this long. I don't think so, no. No, yeah. Or at least know. this random. I mean, we've talked a lot about your business stuff, you know, so you had questions. And I'm curious about your business, how, how it's going. Like, if, Very you want good, to, if, you, if you want to talk about it. like Absolutely. Yeah. So where should I start? So we the last year, 2023, I've spent almost the entire year only on sales. You yourself? Yes. Okay. I mean, not only, not really closing myself, but like getting the team on point, mm-hmm. this whole outbound calling. Before that, we were only focused on inbound people yeah. that book an application. I remember, yeah. Then we started doing outbound stuff. People that opt in, outbound calling them, scheduling them. So it's like every single level of sales, I was crucially involved in until it was good. And then when it was good, I looked at the parallels that made it good, at the the recurring themes that made it good, made systems around that, made internal trainings around that, hired an executive for that, created the training for the executive for that, the control mechanisms, the communication paths between me and them, them and the team, them and marketing, marketing and blah, blah, blah. And and I did this on every stage. I did this with like outbound calling, inbound setting, inbound closing, outbound closing, after closing, coaches delivering, onboarding calls, 
offboarding calls, upsell calls. That was like the whole year was just this grind. Mm. And that's also how I got to the idea of like, I'm pretty good at that. But at the end of 2023, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm pretty no good way. at it, but it's not at all what I want to do. Like in terms of business or like in terms of like the sales structure of the sales department? In terms of, in terms of business, like, again, like I was pretty good at it and it was necessary to be done. Yeah. It's my freaking company. I didn't want to outsource responsibility. I got great mentors. And instead of being like, here's the mentoring sales team, go figure it out. I was like, let's do this. Let's mm -hmm. let us, who fits in the what position, who needs to be let go who do I really want to keep? Who do I want to groom and grow into an executive position? And so on and so forth. So I did it for a whole year. And then at the end, um, at the end of the year, I was so in the grind that I didn't even realize what was going on. And at the end of the year, I started, I, I discovered Twitter. And next thing I know, I'm like on Twitter, I'm like posting, posting. I'm like, this feels so good. Why does it feel so good? And then I'm like, okay, let's start doing YouTube again. Pick up YouTube again. Like, oh my God, it's all oh, I freaking love YouTube. And then I realized, hold on a second, that's what I've always loved. Just create content. And mm. because the last year I was quote unquote forced to figure out the sales stuff, um, I'm now so hyped on content. And that's where I reignited the podcast. I mean, this this podcast has over 200 episodes, but I didn't want to just do the, the 10 minute quick episode mon monologues. I want to get good guests on it. I want to talk and I want out of that to have little clips, snippets for reels, short form videos, long form, nine, 10 minute YouTube videos from that. And I just wanted to get back to this content uh, factory like mm, I've always been. Yeah. Just get me out there. I started recording all my client calls in case I go on a cool rant. We have uh, hours of short form videos that I haven't even published just from rants from my last client calls because I do so many client calls every week. I record everything. And I love that so much. And I really realized this is what I want to do the whole time. But at the same time, it was necessary for me to take a hiatus from that, figure out a lot of other stuff. Also because I talk about this now, right? So I figured out the sales, the sales structure, the sales management over a year, year and a half. And now a lot of my content is about that. Oh, yeah. And it's very valuable for sure if you had the first-hand experience. Yeah. I, I really like like in your content how you you present uh, this, uh, this other side of... Uh, of being a business owner, right? Because it's not all like traveling and all <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, and it seems like you kind of committed to to add this to your brand, like to 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 show people like, okay, this is the real shit. Like this is what's, what's it's, happening. It's awesome that you noticed that. Yeah. Shout out to Robin, yeah. aka our CMO, who's like, you need to do more like the K. Christian noticed it. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it's a good fit for, for you, for your brand, because you, I mean, you are this, like you work, like you, yeah. you are a great great hustler and uh, you dive deep into work and you get shit done and all that so uh it's very natural so yeah yeah it's uh, i'm really hyped that you noticed that thank you because if you look at my brand's history we also tap more into the travel lifestyle and oh it's so easy and true it is freaking easy for me but at the same time if you expect it to be easy you're gonna have a hard time yeah so yeah. so i was like you know what i'm sick and tired because sometimes you are just gonna grind and a lot of times in the past, I was like, okay, I'm now a month at home just working every day. If I post that, we would lose sales because people would say, oh, but it's so difficult. Mm. I don't want, I want to do the other thing instead, the frick, whatever, crypto investment. But then I'm like, do I really even want to serve these people? Yeah. If they want something, and then I also I came up with this tweet of like, you either commit to, you either commit yourself to something legit and hard work for years, or you fall for the easy stuff and get scammed. 
Yeah. There is no fucking easy. Okay? I like I like what you said. Do I, do I really want to serve these people? And I think that's very powerful. Mm. Like to to be able to say no. I don't want to work with you. You know, you know yeah. and just really define your your niche. And uh, I'm just going to work with these people. And if you have this kind of traits, I, I no thank you. Right. Who do you want to serve with your new stuff? <laughs> I'm trying to extract as much info out of you <laughs> as possible. I will say uh, Eastern Europe as a keyword, mm. mm-hmm. but uh, not saying more. Not saying. Is more. it gonna be in English or Romanian? <laughs> He's good. He's I good. Know I'm good. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. He wants to extract things from me. Yeah. The, the thing is, I I have the idea, but it might pivot in the f- near future. So that's why I don't want to give the details because mm. then I will uh, I will change my mind. Mm. Uh, mm. Okay. So uh, uh, yeah, you yeah, it will remain here and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all good, all good. Okay. <laughs> really trying to get out as much. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, sure. All by all means, man. And we go snowboarding afterwards. And yeah, let's go. go. Oh, you already tried to convince me to go snowboarding. Oh, I'm that would be ready. awesome. Like these DJ guys, you know, these DJ sets that they do at like crazy yeah. locations with yeah. the drone shots and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I love that. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, you need electricity somehow. We can get like an ele- like like one of these like roll like these these oh, cables yeah. that you can roll out. You plug it into like one of the yeah. one of the houses there and take it out and sit somewhere there. The the thing is the thing is the weather because if it's too sunny, you sit out an hour or two in the sun with the s- snow reflecting, you get sunburnt. Like you remember when we when we tore through the Dolomites, we got sunburnt as hell. But when it's too cold, like you just freeze to death sitting there. Yeah. So we, we got to, but but uh, I think so in, around April March you can do it. In, in Austria, there's still gonna be snow. Yeah, I hope in Romania as well. But they all come here if not, uh, because you know in Romania <laughs> in December there was no snow and I was like, come on, I want some mm-hmm. winter. I want some. We had a great start of the season. I went two. I had two of the, of the best days of the season right away in December, way earlier than usual. And now it just sucks. It just went oh, back really? to suck. Yeah, there's no snow, nothing. Well, it's really, really sad. And that's you know another thing. Like, imagine you're a, a ski lift owner. No matter how hard you work, no matter how smart you are, no matter how good the investment is, you the weather is yeah. not there. You're fucked. And with online, you're like whatever. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean the pandemic can come right and same, same online. You can you can do whatever. I mean for us, for instance, in pan in in the pandemic period, it was. Of course, not a good period for the whole world, but for us, it was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> we closed lots of people. <laughs> and traveling was the best thing ever. Yeah. The traveling was so... Because the crazy thing is like the, the mainstream media almost made it seem like it's impossible to travel. Yeah. And then you spent like five extra minutes of Googling and you're like, oh no, I can totally go to this country. I don't need anything. So you go to the airport and it's empty. Just, I remember, I still have footage of a completely empty airport. And just me, woo, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, just they just plant fear in Best in, thing ever. in uh, and I think I actually think that the weather systems are made to show rain so that people don't go out Ooh. out of phones. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is like very, <laughs> very not like not scientifically tested at all, right? <laughs> so it's just so crazy well, thought but <laughs> what would be the pro- who would profit from people not leaving the house i have no idea i mean <laughs> if we go the conspiracy rabbit hole let's go we can we can go there but like 
every time I see like in weekend is raining, I always go because I don't care. Mm. And it's always sunny, right? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I don't know what happens. I mean, they must they must be doing something wrong there or like do it on purpose. Maybe it's the lizards who want to be outside, you know. Like, oh, we can't have the normal humans be outside. <laughs> yeah, they control us. And yeah, just don't come to the seaside. You now stay in, we need in the, the cities. We need the sunlight, the, the lizard people. <laughs> stay in the apartments there. You have an aura ring? Is that an aura ring or is it just a regular random yeah, ring? Yeah, it's an aura ring. Because you asked me earlier, what is this? This is a, a whoop band. Oh, yeah. And it basically does the same. Yeah. But apparently it's a little bit more accurate, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And and I it's it, I guess I got so addicted to it. So I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I check the app and I'm like, how's yeah. my recovery? Yes. Oh, it's 93%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to feel how I'm feeling. I want the app to tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's fun. crazy. I I do the same. Like, yeah, and then you feel you feel really good and you're like, "What?" 70% recovery. Oh, I feel the tiredness of my headache. <laughs> Only that kind of sleep. I I, I had this, uh, I actually, I think today I slept very well and the app said like 70 something score and I was like, Stay this bed, is not man. true. Call Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so these are people. <laughs> these are people that are <laughs> trying to scam me. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I like drawing because I can. Uh, I I haven't tried that. Mm. Uh, what I feel is like this. I I don't feel it wearing when I sleep, mm. and I can take. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, OCD here. <laughs> Alert. Um, so uh, I think I can take this in the sauna, into swimming pool, and all that. I don't mm. know if you do that with uh, with the whoop. No idea. I haven't been to the sauna, but I I have a I signed a, a new apartment, and I have a sauna in it. So oh, I'll go every day now. Sweet. Yeah. Well, where's the apartment? Not gonna say. Uh, okay. Not gonna so say. you're choosing the location now? Yeah. Yeah. Apartment okay. signed and. Uh, I mean, not not street. I mean, is it uh, Vienna or is it? Uh, I'm doing the same as. It's you. a different country. <laughs> it's a different country. It's a different country. Okay. And, and the thing and the thing is, I have two office rooms there, so my whole idea is like, cameras, camera. So here's what I want. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a treadmill desk and uh and a regular desk yeah. right next to each other and in the middle i have like a camera crane thingy like a mini tripod crane with one camera nice. and a circular light around it i love it so that's one camera for youtube videos but i'm gonna have another camera that i will use as a webcam so all my zoom meetings with my client with my team are even higher quality Got it. and then i have a third camera that is going to film vertically for reels love so it. whatever i do Whatever, whoever I talk to, first of all, they're going to have really crisp, nice quality of my face. And you also have the recording. I have the recording in case I want to use it for YouTube yeah. in horizontal format. I have the recording in case I use it for reels in uh, vertical format. And because I don't like it when people take ver uh, horizontal footage and then they try to cut it into vertical format. So I'm like, why well, this buy a camera for what, a thousand bucks? I just have three of them. Yeah. And, and I can't do that when I travel too much. Because I have to set it up, you know, like you're in some villa in Cyprus in an Airbnb and it's like the the dinner table and you set it up on like three pots, you know, because you don't have a tripod that fits for this location. So I literally, I just want to sit down and be like, buck, 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 just like press three buttons, all camera boot up, everything recording, laugh mic and off we go. Yeah. And then it's somehow got to feed into like hard drives automatically and and I think I will be even more productive with creating content than, than I am right now. Content capturing, yeah. Yeah. 
all right cool i mean i, I really like that that idea like automating the content and mm -hmm. because you spend a lot of time probably at desk and team meetings and all that and there yeah. are lots of value nuggets mm -hmm. i remember when we had the like daily sales meetings in person like at some point i asked pe people to record me yeah you know, because there were like lots of awesome insights really there like stuff? yeah and uh, that's very precious precious uh information i mean for romania for instance like where they do not know how to sell i mean i've seen some sales trainings there they are like the quality is not uh, as good right mm -hmm. so i knew that that was very valuable for like for for the market there and all that but well, you have some romanian following as well like they they probably damn right but yeah. I'm, I'm happy you basically just confirmed that your next project is going to be sales training <laughs> uh, no, so not, eastern no, europe <laughs> sales training christian dascalo <laughs> yeah I, I could I could I know I, could. I know you could I, for I sure could. I know yeah that would be like easy easy thing let's easy. do it yeah let's do it there are great salespeople in Europe man yeah I, I love them you're one of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah my uh, man we gotta wrap things up where can people find you Instagram website YouTube Instagram YouTube uh, TikTok LinkedIn Facebook all that Ooh, yeah. all of them yeah all of them I'm 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 there um, some yeah uh the, just that for for now yeah we're gonna link everything down below yeah thank you so much thank you for the for the invite cool cool vibes i i love it every it time, was epic every I, time I, I could tell that you're so used to youtube and stuff because a conversation starts taking off right away yeah like i could tell sometimes you got a great entrepreneur made a lot of money but he's not used to talking yeah and then you have to pull out answers out of their nose but for you it was like oh this guy's on let's go let's have him yeah, yeah, yeah as much as i can i mean i i was to be like very introvert and all that but you know when i started youtube i had to speak because nobody mm. speaks if you <laughs> if you turn on the <laughs> camera and, yeah so yeah i you you naturally develop it i mean i'm sure that lots of people can get a lot a lot better like if they want that yeah yeah so what just to wrap things up what for fellow intro uh, introverts here listen because i'm also a huge introvert yeah people don't know yeah i love not, like i know I, I mean ask pretty much when we work together we have this rule to not talk yeah like if he needs something even though he sits at the same table Slack. we whatsapp each other okay yeah because i don't like having to talk to people unless it's for content <laughs> or friends hanging out but like when i work i don't want to get distracted i'm just full-on like pfft. um what was it what helped you because you don't look like a introvert at all oh man come on i mean uh well i was introvert when i started uh, i went to the college and i started playing guitar mm -hmm. um and uh of course when you play guitar with a group of people you naturally get into the center of the attention mm. and i started to okay to react to that in a way that was more you know I, you know pleasant and start uh, you know communicate easier um because uh, up until that point i was kind of running from the attention i didn't want it mm. and then i started youtube and of course youtube you you uh, and i edited my own videos for a lot of time um and when you see yourself hours and hours in the edit and you get frustrated like <laughs> like with the mimic of your face and the tone of your voice because it doesn't sound good and it's like super boring uh you kind of start to to develop some sort of a charisma right because mm. i a lot of times I recorded a YouTube video and I had to re-record it because of the edit. I uh. noticed like, okay, this is shit. I can't, <laughs> there's no, no emotion, there's nothing. So I guess that built into a habit and then having the business, having live calls, sales calls, and just uh, being able to, you know, speak as I sleep. Basically, I, I can go for hours if I want without stopping, like nice. just rambling on, on things. 
um, so I think this was the training that I that I that I got by the life situations where I was put because I was a software engineer. So, uh, and software engineers, at least my experience is that I prefer not to talk. Just stay there, code, mm -hmm. uh, be in my own world, talk with the computer. You know, write the lines of code, which is beautiful. I like that period. Uh, in the same time, being able to express my thoughts and being able to. Uh, send the vibe because in a sales call you cannot just talk you know logically yeah you need to you know to uh to be like emotional maybe and uh, you know know how to to pivot uh, the, the the vibe of the call if you need to right so i had to learn that uh and uh, i learned that by listening to myself and all that those things yeah damn man well you look happy you look very well accomplished you look healthy and uh appreciate you i really do yeah and, and uh, man a uh, huge uh thanks to you as well like and you and your team like uh you really helped us and uh, myself as well you had an impact on my life so uh, i i think this goes without saying because i said it in other times but i want to mention that as well again here uh so yeah thank you for uh for appearing in my life at the right time and uh having uh, an impact there i appreciate it amen to that Let's get some steak. Let's go. GG. GG, man. Beautiful, man. That was a really, really good one, dude. Yeah, I, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Sick philosophy ramble, man. All right, so Christian made multiple million euros in a market that is, you know, arguably very difficult, the Romanian market. If you say, hey, I'd be already happy with making a couple thousand on the side next to my job and family, or you even want to go all in and say you want to make multiple six figures per month with your coaching business. Well, we got you covered. We've done it all from just making three to 5K on the side all the way to building big legitimate companies in the coaching sphere for our clients that make over 500,000 euros a month. All you have to do, if you want our help, go to maxtorno.com forward slash call and book a free consultation call with us. I get so many amazing coaches here on my podcast because I want to talk to them because they've been my clients sometimes, but also to show you how amazing the world of online coaching can be. You can generate very high amounts of money with very high profit margins. You can do that completely online, location independently, and you can use that as a vehicle to have more time for your family, for your loved ones, or whatever it is that you want to be doing. So maxtorna.com forward slash call is the first step. You're going to hop on a free consultation call with me and my team directly. We're going to help you out. We're going to tell you what ID that you might have will have the highest potential. If you already know what niche that you want to be doing, we'll tell you what to post, where to get your first clients from. Or if you already have a coaching business that is doing well, we'll tell you how to automate and scale this thing to the moon. So like I said, maxtorna.com forward slash call. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon.